0: Inside the Adventure, episode number 25 with Kyle Davidson.
1: If you've ever been afraid to step outside your comfort zone, then you're in the right place. Inside the Adventure features incredible athletes and everyday people sharing their epic stories and pushing life
2: to its limits. Get ready to be inspired, face your fears, and take action with your host, Marshall Mosier. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Inside the Adventure. This is your host, Marshall Mosier, and today we're talking with a super awesome outdoor entrepreneur, Kyle Davidson, who's the founder of Sourced Adventures, one of the most innovative travel companies in the outdoor industry. How's it going? It's so great to uh, to be on here with you, Kyle.
0: Hey, Marshall. How's it going? It's uh, great to be here as well. Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely, it's great to have you on the show. I've uh, I've heard so much about what you've been up to. Uh, we got a chance to talk at outdoor retail a little bit this past
0: year, and it's uh, it's wonderful to finally have you on the show. Yeah, man. Thanks. I was really looking forward to it. So uh, it's great to be here, and uh, it's great meeting you at OR.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about where you are right now.
0: Uh, so I am the founder of Sourced Adventures, which is. Um, adventure travel company, and we specialize in local day trips, weekend excursions, and destination travel. Um, We're based here in New York City, and we run our programs um, uh, mostly in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Mexico and Iceland. Um, But uh, we really built our brand and our business uh, taking people on local day trips and weekend trips from New York City.
2: That's awesome. Are you from New York?
0: No, I'm from California originally, uh, just outside San Francisco in Marin County.
2: Nice. So is um, I know you got your start in the outdoor industry working uh, guiding trips at Yosemite National Park is uh, is that was that kind of started because you were from out in California and how do you kind of get started with the the guiding uh, out there?
0: Uh, yeah, so I I never wanted to be a tour guide or you know even be in the travel industry or, or anything like that to start out with. Um, I I just started traveling and I wanted to travel for free, so <laughs> uh, I just tried to think of like the most the, the easiest way to do that. And um, you know, after doing a lot of traveling uh, on my own and sort of running out of money and coming back home, uh, I started looking. For jobs, of course, as you do, and I was really, you know, just not interested in most of the stuff I was finding, and I felt like there had to be another way, and so I thought, well, why not be a tour guide? That's a job that people get paid to do. So I started, you know, applying and checking stuff out, and I found this really uh, amazing company called Incredible Adventures, uh, based in San Francisco. It's uh, a small uh, group adventure travel company. And, uh, so I started guiding for incredible adventures and in, in, um, 2010, um, and yeah, we, we mostly specialize in Yosemite national park tours. So I would do Yosemite, uh, day tours and camping tours. So I used to guide a camping tour pretty much every week and, you know, take people into the park, uh, explore the valley, high country and, and all that good stuff. Um, you know, mostly tourists from, from different parts of the world. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, we did other stuff too, Mere Woods National Monument, um, wine tours, charters, all kinds of stuff, but really kind of specialized in doing Yosemite, uh, Yosemite trips from San Francisco.
2: Awesome. And then from there, you went on to uh, manage uh, Living Social's Adventures division over in New York, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. So I, um, after Incredible Adventures, I moved to New York City and, uh, you know, thought it'd be great to, to move to New York and experience that. And I, um, you know, really soon after arriving here, found a, a, an incredible opportunity to work for living social, which, um, most people have heard of, but most people haven't heard of the, uh, adventures division that existed for living social. So in 2000, uh, early 2011 living social, uh, which is for those of you who haven't heard of it's a, it's an e-commerce company that, um, is known for Daily Deals. And in 2011, you know, during the, the sort of like Gold Rush, the Daily Deals Gold Rush, um, you know, there's obviously an l- injection of uh, huge amounts of cash into this business, and they were really kind of uh, working to diversify their product offerings and, and, and really set themselves apart from Groupon and other competitors like that. So they launched a, a, an adventures division, which is essentially an internal in-house adventure travel company um, almost like an, an events business where we actually would, uh, we had a, a huge team of people and we were, uh, specialized in curating adventures. Uh, and we built them from scratch and really kind of, um, you know, and, and, of course we sold them to our, to the living social audience. And, uh, at first we scaled up to like over 30 markets. We were in every single market pretty much in the country, even in, uh, also a couple of markets in Canada and London. Um, so, and that's what I did for, for about two and a half years for Living Social. Do you think that experience at Living Social
2: helped you to eventually launch Source Adventures?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, basically, you know, Living Social, it was, it was an incredible experience, and I, I, I'm still so close with everyone I worked there. And, um, you know, Living Social actually did make a really huge impact in the travel industry. Um, and most people might not know this, but, um, you know, the Adventures division was voted one of the top adventure travel companies in the country at one point, and we were scaling and growing so fast and taking literally hundreds of thousands of people on adventures across the country. Um, I was responsible for New York, which was our largest market, and um, sort of where the uh, adventures, you know, where the program really kind of launched. And, um, you know, Living Social also had an escapes division, which is sort of like a competitor to... um, Expedia and, and different travel packages, um, and so when um, you know that was a separate division. But at the in, in 2013, Living Social was going through some financial struggles and, and looking to um, kind of lean out the business, and in doing so, uh, decided to cut the entire Adventures division. So um, you know, just fully shut down the, the entire program nationwide. And when they did that in 2013. You know, I had been working really closely with all the different operators and and um, and vendors that we had, you know, used to produce all of our adventures for our customers. And a lot of them, you know, were were really uh, really eager to to keep the business that we had built them uh, from from Living Social and and bringing all those customers to them. So it sort of created a, a bit of a gap that needed to be filled, and that's kind of the 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 gap by which Source Adventures was born. And um, yeah, so from there we sort of relaunched some of our most successful programs from uh, that, that we used to run at Living Social with kind of a, a stronger focus on adventure travel, and uh, you know from there we were able to rebuild uh, certain programs and and launch new programs, and since then have have grown the business in the last three years to uh, you know considerable size uh, compared to to what it used to be. That's incredible to hear that storyline of
2: how everything happened, and it's. Um It's, it's amazing to hear the transition from your work with Living Social into Source Adventures. And I can't wait to hear more about all the things you've done with Source Adventures and uh, all the incredible accomplishments you've had. For instance, uh, you know, taking over 30,000 participants on trips in the past three years, which is, which is an incredible accomplishment. But before we get into that, I'd love to take it back to the early days of when you first got started, uh, realizing that you had a passion for the outdoors in the first place. Uh, what was your earliest memory of adventure and how did you, um, how did you incorporate adventure and travel into your early childhood?
0: Um, well, I, you know, growing up in California, I always had, uh, I think I was really lucky to have great access to the outdoors and, um, you know, I used to go camping with uh, my dad and my my family a lot as a kid. And I remember some of my earliest memories of like skiing and snowboarding is uh, waking up at, you know, I don't know, my dad used to make me get up at like three in the morning or something to drive to Tahoe. And uh, we'd, co- you know, just do day trips up to Tahoe in the winter. And, you know, um, for me, I've always just loved the outdoors and any time I was able to to get outside, the thing is like growing up, I, I never really realized that I loved the outdoors or that I was outdoorsy or anything like that. It was just sort of like that was just you know, um, you know, and it was never anything super extreme. But I I, I think I really uh, took it for granted probably because only now looking back, I realize how lucky I was to to have access to all that stuff and to be able to become familiar with the outdoors and um, you know for it to continue into my adult life. Uh, and and I think yeah, I probably didn't even realize it, but it's sort of sparked within me some sort of uh need to continue seeking that out or something and then for me once i really once i started leaving the country and going and traveling that sort of just opened up a whole new world where um you know i I, the first time i ever you know went and traveled abroad i was like oh man i gotta keep doing this and it pretty much just became an obsession Tell us a little bit about that
2: experience when you were traveling abroad and what type of um what type of takeaways you had from those experiences and realizing that that's what you wanted to do and that's what you wanted to focus on
0: um, yeah i I think like i just i love the adrenaline of you know dropping into a new a new place or a new city or a new environment i mean whether it's a you know a national park or a foreign city in a, in another country thousands of miles away, I uh, just get this incredible rush from, you know, I think uh, that, you know, sense of, of adventure and, and not knowing what's next and how to get from point A to point B. And so for me, I think like that's always been, I, I guess, what sort of motivated me to create those types of experiences for other people. Um, I, I just I just know how, how much fun it can be. What type of places did you go, uh, when you first started traveling abroad? Um, I went to, I've been to Southeast Asia twice and, uh, done Thailand, Laos, Vietnam. I've done a lot of Europe, um, Eastern Europe and, and Western Europe, um, Morocco, um, let's see a lot of Central America. I've spent a lot of time in Central America. I really love it down there. You know, I, I seem to keep going back. Um, you know, just uh, last week, I was in Mexico City. I love it there. That was really cool. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, Panama, Nicaragua, um, Costa Rica. You know, I traveled around the Middle East, uh, Egypt. Um, I lived in Israel for uh, about a year and a half. And uh, yeah, I, I just have always really, really enjoyed traveling. So uh, honestly, any excuse I can come up with <laughs> uh, yeah, to get out way. and do it. Yeah, no, I I definitely hear you on that. Uh do you have a favorite memory
2: or trip um within all those travels uh that
0: uh that really stuck with you? Oh man, that's such a such a tough question. I, I probably
2: thousands, but
0: Oh uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. You pick one? <laughs> I mean a specific memory or or just kind of general? Um
2: yeah, something specific, something that uh uh that happened on one of your travels uh, or adventures that um, that was that was very impactful for you
0: um i mean I think that for the the first the first really big trip i ever i ever took was i was uh twenty and went to uh Turkey and Greece and did about it was like a two week long trip and we did Turkey for like a week and then the Greek Isles for a week and I think that was that was the, the first really just kind of overland you know sort of backpacking through different cities and stuff that i ever ha, had ever really done, and that was probably a game changer for me because that 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 was really the moment I think where i I realized how how you know it seems so inaccessible for so you know when you hear about people and, and I even noticed this today I mean you know it's it sometimes feels like oh it's impossible to get there to do that. And I think I saw how easy and fun it was and just how, how it truly is a possibility on a, on a budget. And I was on a really, really tight budget at the time. And I think that that empowered me. And I felt like I, you feel like you could do anything, you know, in that situation. And, um, so that, that trip in particular really stuck with me. And and to this day, I still look so back so fondly on it. Um, you know, just kind of opening my eyes to the possibility of, of travel.
2: What was your mindset before you started traveling in terms of what you wanted to do with your life and how did that mindset change after your experience traveling?
0: Oh, yeah, it changed for me everything because when I, you know, after kind of running out of money and coming back home and realizing, OK, I, I need to get a, a GDLB, um it was kind of a crushing feeling. Uh, to just feel like the party was over, you know, like that was it. And now I was going to be an indentured servant for the rest of my life. Um, So I remember that really stung a lot. And I remember even like pressure from my family and stuff to just like kind of get it together uh, and, you know, get a job and start to create a career for myself. And I remember being in San Francisco, taking a bunch of, you know, different various entry level sales interviews and And that sort of thing. And I remember just honestly, I remember walking out of one of them and actually crying because I was just like, so sad that I felt like this was not something I wanted to do. And there was no way I could bring myself to do it, (laughs) but there was no other option. And, um, that was actually the moment that I, I basically just made the decision that there was no way, there was no way that this was the only way for me. And, 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 and while I think it's it's um, you know a, a fine path to go down, I just I just knew that it wasn't for me, and so I remember just sort of at that point saying I'm going to dedicate myself to something else, something that I can truly be happy doing. And I knew that for me, doing something that I was happy doing was just like the, the key. I, it had to be the way. So, so that's when I just I, I, I just completely stopped applying to any uh, of the, the the sort of stuff that I was, was pursuing. And I shift my focus entirely to, to travel and really just to be a tour guide. I just wanted to be a full-time tour guide. And so I just started applying at, at, you know, really to every, uh, operator I could find that was in the Bay area that I thought was like semi, um, uh, accessible for me. And, you know, kind of just basically begging for a job because I didn't really have any guiding experience. I was just like, look, I'll do anything and so that's what, you know, I found Incredible Adventures. And it was actually great because I am still really good friends with the owners to this day and, um, and everyone I worked uh, with there. And they really kind of took me under, um, I feel like, their wing a little bit and taught me how to guide and how to be a professional guide, you know. And um, uh, that, that for me was invaluable experience and, and something I'll, I'll never forget. And am eternally grateful for that opportunity. It sounds like that was a huge transition to go
2: from uh, withdrawing all your applications for all the interviews that you had to looking for a, a job in the guiding industry without ever having been a guide before. Looking back on that today, we can absolutely say with 100% confidence that that was an incredibly, uh, incredibly brave and incredibly smart decision for you. But at the time, I'm sure that it <laughs> seemed – uh, it might have seemed questionable, especially to friends or family or loved ones. Uh, did you get any pushback in in terms of that decision
0: of what you should? do? Oh yeah, for sure, a lot of pushback. Um, I think it was it, it seemed like a really strange decision to a lot of people. You know, I mean, basically, I was getting paid nothing and working fourteen hours a day. You know, I would drive. I would do somebody day trips sometimes, and I would drive four hours to somebody guide people around the park and then four hours back that night. And it was usually, you know, um, yeah. And then i have to take the van back, uh, you know, clean everything, submit all my paperwork, you know, and then I'd be up the next morning at 4am to do it again. So I, I was, um, it seems crazy, I think to, to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) It always seems crazy to to everyone else. Uh, But
2: what was some of the ways that you, uh, that you got through all of the, um, the people that may have told you uh, you you should really (laughs) reopen those job applications and get back
0: to that? How did you deal with that? Uh, It was definitely tough, and at times I definitely questioned my own judgment and was like, is this the right thing to do? Um, I knew that I, you know, I mean, a lot of the guides that I was guiding with were even people who had been doing it for 10 or 15 years. And so I knew that that was a possibility, but I did also know that I had, uh, you know, a lot of things I wanted to accomplish in life and that, you know, it might be difficult to do that as a full-time guide forever. And and I, you know, I definitely felt uh, that push and pull, um, you know, your, your internal kind of dialogue is, is sometimes hard to ignore. So for me, I mean, I just kind of, I just kind of pushed through it because I, I felt like there, for me, I made a decision to stick with something that I, I could be proud of and that I felt excited about. And I just want, I just wanted to simply feel excited to go to work every day. That's really all I cared about. And if that meant, you know, driving all over the state and, um, you know, working crazy hours and sleeping outside or in the van or whatever, like it, it didn't really matter to me. So I just felt like if I pursued something that mattered to me, that I really cared about, that everything else would work out. And that just, kept me going through it, I, I, I think.
2: Did making that decision to start guiding, once once you were actually um, in the guiding industry, was that decision a little bit more clear in your mind of this is like, yes, this is right, this is what I'm, well, this was the right decision for me?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, when you're sleeping out of the stars in Yosemite and showing people such an amazing experience and, you know, getting to every single week, I spent half my week in Yosemite. And uh, and other and other great parts of of Northern California. So I, I think ultimately it was hard to uh, it was hard to see it any differently other than just like the best thing possible. But ultimately, I eventually decided to to move to New York and try something else. So I, I guess it wasn't I knew it wasn't maybe uh, going to be forever. But I also when I moved to New York, I figured if that didn't work out, I would just go back and continue guiding. So. You know, it's it sort of, um, it's something that I, it, it sticks with me to this day. And I, I think looking back now, I realize that I was in it for the long haul, I, even though I didn't realize it at the time. That's so true. And
2: after having experienced uh, a lot of the things you experienced through traveling and through guiding that made you make those realizations, I'm sure that all of the people that are coming on your trips uh, through Source Adventures have their own mini realization when when they go through experiences with with your company um, share some stories about how you've been able to pass on that that mindset and that um, that kind of realization that you had personally through your company
0: for us it comes down to one really really crucial element of all of our trips and that is our guides so our staff is something we take extreme pride in and um, our our hiring process for guides, I would I would compare to the the type of hiring process for a full time role. Um, even though a lot of our all of our guides are part time, and you know um, most of our guides only work maybe three trips a month, and but we have a large staff of guides who do that, and because because most of our trips are Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. So you know we really kind of cater to uh those folks who have you know traditional nine to five schedules but still want to get out on the weekends and um experience the outdoors so you know a lot of our guides also have nine to five jobs and in many cases very demanding jobs and so for us to find talent and to find people that that we um uh can guide our trips to the to the sort of uh to the level we hold ourselves it is really challenging, and we we are relentless in pursuing the best possible guides. So for us, the number one feedback we have is is you know aside from the actual trip itself, the number one positive uh, feedback we get is about our guides, and we take extreme pride in that. And we go basically to great lengths and spend extraordinary amounts of time uh, finding the right people, training the right people, and and, and ensuring that they. Uh, create the best possible experience for our customers. I think that's what really kind of ultimately sets us apart, and um, and really that's how we that's how we we pass on that 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 experience, and how we kind of ultimately control the experience and make sure that our customers are walking away just feeling like, holy crap, that was the coolest thing um, I, I've done it in a long time, and 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 ultimately uh, um, you know remembering that experience and, and coming back again.
2: With such incredible experiences that your your guides offer, if if you could give your guides um, before they were guides, uh, before they really even got into the outdoors, if you could give them one piece of advice on how to get started, how to take that first step, what would it be?
0: Well, I think you you have to find a a company that you that you, you know maybe uh, a company that you want to work for, or maybe a, a particular. Um, particular type of guiding you want to do is perhaps a good way to think about it. So even if you're not necessarily working for an outfitter, but, um, you know, there's one thing that you're particularly interested in, whether it's, you know, skiing or rock climbing or, um, whitewater rafting or kayaking, you know, find kind of what your niche is and really kind of focusing on that. I think by, by finding something you're really good at or that you can get really good at I think that gives you competitive edge and something that will make you attractive to either your future customers or you know future um, tour operators or outfitters that might employ you down the line yeah that's that's so absolutely true and as a company that's
2: An outdoor company that's based out of New York City. I I think I even heard a siren in the background. So you you can tell it's New York.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, definitely. Lots of us.
2: Definitely, definitely. So as an outdoor company based in New York, where I'm sure a lot of people don't get the chance to really experience the outdoors much, um, what can you tell us about the importance of making sure you take time to get away from the city and experience the outdoors for yourself?
0: Well, yeah, our, our mission is to get people out of the city and make outdoor uh, and adventure travel accessible for everybody. And um, that doesn't mean taking a vacation time or anything. Sometimes it just means, you know, getting away for the day. And that's really what we specialize in. You know, our our most of our local trips are uh, day trips to the Poconos, to the Catskills, um, to go whitewater rafting, skiing, snowboarding, um, to Vermont, uh, uh, you know, kayaking. And so, um, yeah, we really just... Our goal is to really just provide a really seamless experience and to make the outdoors really super accessible for everyone. And, um, you know, we provide transportation and guides and equipment and everything that you need. And we really try to make our product super approachable and user-friendly. You don't need a a ton of experience to go and experience the outdoors. You really don't. And that goes for everyone everywhere. Uh, You know, you just need to, you know, have that sort of spirit and, and want to go and check it out. And so we really try to make sure that our programs and our trips are, uh, uh, super user friendly. whether you're re- really experienced and, um, want something challenging or you're a beginner level, uh, we will make sure that, you know, um, there's something for you. And, uh, you know, I, I, so I think, I think, does that kind of cover it?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, um, uh, you know for anyone out there who has always made it an aspirational goal of, of theirs to to maybe kayak their first river hike their first mountain or even hike their first trail what bit of advice would you give to someone to take that first step and get started
0: um, I, I think like, it helps to find other like-minded people people, you know, people who want to do the same thing. And I think that's like, that's what's really kind of great about our trips is that you could come solo and meet uh, tons of other people who are just like you. And so sometimes it can feel, you can feel kind of siloed, you know, in the city and, and like, there's no one else who also wants to go outdoors. And, you know, sometimes you feel like, uh, you know, you've been to every, bar and restaurant in your neighborhood and there's got to be something else. And so even if your friends don't necessarily want to go or it's hard to find someone to go with, I think that's kind of like the value and what we provide. And, and maybe, you know, what would be just kind of um, advice for anyone looking to get outside, just finding other people who want to do it with you, because it's always easier to do it with someone else, Right. Um, If you can get if you can get a group together through a group email chain or whatever, um, like a lot of our customers are honestly people who come in big groups uh, and they've organized themselves but come on one of our trips because we provide the transportation and we sort of can bring the cost down for them to get them outside and experiencing um, all the different stuff we offer. So um, you know everything from birthday parties to like people who are just a outdoorsy group of friends who you know collectively every weekend try to find something new to do. Um, so I think like having a good community and just even just a couple friends to go out with is is kind of the best way to get started. And, and you know, you kind of push each other uh, to to go further and, and to, to make sure that you're not staying in every weekend that, you know, some weekends you, you make an effort to, to get outside and, and experience the the, you know, the amazing area sort of around us exactly yeah you got to have those friends
2: that are uh good influences on you like, make sure you hold hold yourself accountable to, to get outside sometimes totally. it might seem like they're being a bad influence you know because they're like you know come on let's go kayaking and i'm like i got work to do i'm sorry but you know as soon as you get out there you realize that uh it definitely makes uh makes it worthwhile in terms of um helping you relax and be more productive when you get back home because it's important to take those breaks
0: oh yeah it's super it's super important and i think like the more you know if there's something that you want to be doing that you're not doing, I think this goes for anything whether it's the outdoors or or in in your professional life or whatever. I find it helpful to surround yourself then with people who are doing those things, and somehow it'll rub off on you
2: that's so true yeah it's so important uh, in in so many different areas to to have a good network of people that you look up to that are doing something that you want to improve on or get better with or. Um, some way that it can rub off and and kind of affect you. That's, that's so true. Um, But if, if there's one thing you can share with us um, in terms of um, kind of your legacy of, of all that you've done, uh, all the things you've experienced through your travels and through, uh, through doing all that you've done to create source adventures um, and all the people that you've helped to get outside. If if there's one thing that you could be remembered for, um, you know, long, after you retire, uh, what would that one thing be? That one aspirational goal that you really want to see happen more than anything else?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I think um, I think that thing that hopefully you know, sourced adventures and and myself are remembered for is is hopefully something we haven't done yet, which I think is, but we're on track to do, which is to build the. The best adventure travel company uh, that exists, and and in doing that, you know, offer the types of products that you know are facilitate and help people get outside in a really accessible and affordable way. And I and I really think that hopefully um, we're on track to to create a, a company that, uh, unlike any you know adventure travel company that's existed before, really focusing on. Um, not only local travel, but destination travel, and and everything um, uh, you know, covering covering everything for for our customers, and and creating uh, one sort of solid place to come and find those those things. Um, I, the way I kind of think of the future of Source Adventures, and and hopefully what you know people will come to really know us for, is almost like in a way, um, you know the travel agency of the future or something you know somewhere you can go where it's 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 kind of like you know you're you're in the old days you had your personal travel agent that really kind of knew your personality and um could kind of cater things to you specifically and even though we're we're obviously don't have the ability to do that for every single person but hopefully people can come to us and um and find that we are such a an inviting and 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 friendly brand that um, it's as though we know them personally, and I think that's that's what we hope to accomplish. Well, I think you've done a
2: fantastic start with that. Um, it's it's amazing to see what you've been able to accomplish, and it's only been three years since founding, right?
0: Uh, that's right. Yeah, actually, our birthday is in ten days. Three nice. years. Happy early yeah. birthday! Thank you.
2: Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. So, what does an outdoor adventure company do to celebrate a birthday? Do you take a awesome trip somewhere? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. I don't know. You know, we don't, we actually don't have any plans. I've never celebrated, um, other than the day that the company was kind of like, I guess like the first anniversary or, you know, day one, um, I haven't really celebrated like the annual anniversary of the company or we as a company have not celebrated. Um, but for some reason this year feels different. I think, you know, uh, two years was certainly I mean one year was a big was a big deal because we weren't sure what was gonna happen two years feels like okay we're a real established business and you know most businesses don't even make it this long and three years um, you know for some reason feels really special because I feel like not only are we an established business that is is here to stay but I think at three years we really get a chance to refine our product and, and um, you know increase a level of Support for our customers and really drill down on the things that we're super uh, um, that that we find to be really important for our customers and and for our team and for our our uh, our vendors and 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 our products. So I, I think this is a big year for us and hopefully uh, a lot of good things to come and we can really kind of kind of grow quite a bit and grow our brand and our presence and be in more places than ever and hopefully take a lot of people out on fun trips.
2: I think three years is definitely worth celebrating. And you've done a fantastic job with all that you've done, Kyle. And thanks for sharing all of your stories of travel and inspiration with us today. It's, it's been really exciting to, uh, to follow your journey through, uh, through all the different things you've done. And uh, I can't thank you enough for being on the show with us today. Thanks so much, Kyle.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having us. And uh, I, I'm really so impressed with the stuff you guys are doing as well. And I'm really excited to, to, that we got the chance to chat. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. But hey, we're just
2: trying to be as cool as you guys. So we're, we're getting there. (laughs) uh,
0: Oh man. Well, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. And, and, um, you know, really, really love what you guys are doing. Awesome.
2: Well, I, uh, really look up to you guys in a lot of ways as well. So awesome job with everything and make sure to celebrate those three years because you've done a lot. Will do. Thanks Marshall.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Vestigo, a peer-to-peer adventure sharing platform that lets people experience the best an area has to offer by connecting with the local professionals that both have the gear and the knowledge to facilitate incredible and unique outdoor experiences. People have even called it an Airbnb for outdoor guides. Recently, we talked to Tyler, a fan of Vestigo
1: who has gone on four trips so far. Let's see here. So I guess the most memorable so far is uh, Mount Yona. It's my favorite spot. I've gone there with Vestigo and then naturally, I've gone there by myself a couple times afterwards because I loved it. Most memorable because I went rappelling off the side of a mountain for the first time. Do you think it would have gone rappelling if you were not on a Vestigo trip? I do not. No. Uh, Maybe someday in the future. Uh, Of course, just like anything else, you'd be like, yeah, I can get around to that. Vestigo allowed it to be like, let's do it. You want to do it? Here's when, here's where, you know, let's go.
0: What would you say to someone that is on the fence about going on a trip? Go.
1: Just go now. It's, uh, it's. You just can't beat it. You can't do it yourself. It's not like they're providing someone the motivation to do something that they could do themselves, but maybe don't. I mean, and, and, and they can, but it's just, there's nothing matched going in a group. I mean, if you want to go on vacation somewhere, whether you want to do some activity, like having the group of people makes it, just makes it. And uh, so, so going to do something for the first time with... 10 to 15 other people who might also be doing it for the first time that maybe I know them, maybe I don't. We can kind of share our you know, nerves or experiences or how awesome it was afterwards. Um, and then just going with someone that knowledgeable, um, you know, it's it just all around, I enjoyed it so much that I've gone back three times since. Vestigo, an adventure sharing platform that provides people the knowledge, confidence, and safety to rappel off a cliff for the first
0: time. To learn more about Vestigo, visit their website at vestigo.co, V-E-S-T-I-G-O dot C-O. When you sign up for your trip, use the promo code PODCAST and receive 10% off your first trip. Vestigo, find an adventure, book a trip, go.